77 WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Tuesday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We cannot continue with the migrant crisis. Unsustainable. A large crowd turned out just a short time ago on Staten Island over the new migrant shelter at the former Catholic school there. Hundreds of enraged protesters rallied outside the closed Catholic school, turned migrant shelter on Staten Island. They even had an enormous uh, blue tarp, if you will, with white paint that said, no effing way. Folks are angry. Upset protesting outside the St. John Villa Academy in Staten Island. And folks are not happy with the city administration. This as, remember folks, the new school year is about to begin. And school officials are warning, or state officials, I should should say, state officials are warning New York school districts that any policy they institute to block or even make it difficult for the enrollment of migrant kids could lead to lawsuits and fines. The threat of legal action from State Attorney General Letitia James and State Education Commissioner Betsy Rosa, triggered by what they're calling a discovery of discriminatory practices in some districts, such as requiring a voter ID from parents registering their kids. And this is as schools across the state prepare for the new year and the flood of asylum-seeking children. And so the state education commissioner and the attorney general are warning of repercussions uh, should this happen, discriminatory practice to keep out Uh, kids that happen to be um, the children of asylum seekers. What would you do? What would you do? You see a dog being abused, a dog being abused in public. What would you do? Think about that carefully and think carefully about your answer. Because it recently happened. A good Samaritan came to the defense of a dog. And the good Samaritan was beaten to a pulp. The the photos are horrible. With a wooden baseball bat in the Bronx when he stepped in to stop to stop the alleged uh, assailant from abusing the dog. The suspect beat the man so badly with the baseball bat, he has been charged with attempted murder. This happened. East 135th Street and 3rd Avenue in the Bronx about 3.45 p.m. Sunday. The owner of the dog was allegedly beating his dog, a female Doberman, and knocked the victim to the ground when he tried to intervene. He came back with a wooden bat, and the two men started fighting on the ground, and it got ugly from from there. The suspect, the man that's uh, in police, uh, under police arrest, uh, Reuben Bartley, 34 years old, allegedly, allegedly got up and began repeatedly Uh, attacking the man with the baseball bat, breaking his jaw, his jaw, that is. Excuse me. The victim was taken to Lincoln Medical Center in stable condition with trauma to his face and head. And a topic that we'll be discussing seems like uh, forever now, the uh, 
the judge in the federal case, in the federal case of President Trump, has set the interference, election interference case, has set the trial for a March 4th start. Unbelievable. The day before Super Tuesday. So, folks, let's let's be reasonable here. On Super Tuesday, you have to give it. You can't even be in all the locations. You try and campaign in as many states as possible, and you give your victory speech from one location that's broadcast to all the Super Tuesday states. How in the world are you supposed to do all of that and have your trial start the next day? The judge uh, gave an example of how she would treat a professional athlete the same way, even if that professional athlete had a ball a ball game the next day. But we're talking about the presidency of the United States. This is not about the NFL, the NBA, or Major League Baseball. The stakes are much, much higher. So from just this one case out of four, The judge wants to start and plans for it to start on March 4th, the day before Super Tuesday. Let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. We see your calls uh, coming in, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Bobby on the Upper West Side. Good morning, Bobby. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. So... Things are becoming even worse here. I'm I'm very close to 96 and Broadway. I'm at 97th and West End. So things are becoming even worse with the migrants and worse with the cops not doing anything about the the. I I had a on my one of my favorite neighbors was hit by one of those guys on the the electric scooters. I, I'm my, really sorry to hear that. But continue, Bobby. Well, because things just seem to be more out of control. We we are like I mean I, I'm 74 years old. I've never been arrested. I do everything. According to how we, I have two wonderful kids. This should not be like this, Dominic. Well, I I agree with you, Bobby. Uh, what I what I find amazing is that you find people just as adamant on the other side of this issue that feel that they should be here, even given the circumstances. Uh, that we're looking at. School is about to start. If you want to see a nightmare situation, wait till you see what's going to happen in the school system. And so your your friend was, uh, you said, run over by one of the uh, mopads? Bobby? Okay, Bobby. Bobby is, uh, Bobby's gone. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, Dominic, I've been calling you for over a year. You're prepared to be very disappointed in me. You're going to be very disappointed. But I, I believe this needs to be said regarding the the migrant issue in New York City. Everybody talks about peaceful protest. I'm sorry. It's going to have to go beyond peaceful. We're being invaded. Okay, now the Democrats are allowing this to happen. And again, it's an invasion. And it needs to be more than peaceful these migrants cannot be felt that they can be safe and comfortable invading your neighborhoods, kicking kids out of schools, seniors out of their housing. Okay, so again, it, could, it, might, it might take a revolution. It might take some baseball bats and people not feeling so safe and comfortable to invade the neighborhoods. And we can't, we know that the government, Eric Adams, the governor, Joe Biden, they're allowing it to happen. People, this is your community. It's your neighborhood. You're going to have to stand up and defend it. It's going to have to come to that. Well, David, I I, I am a little disappointed, uh, and, and 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 here's why: violence is never the answer. Uh, I advocate I advocate uh, registering to vote. I advocate voting. I advocate uh, uh, flooding your elected official with telephone calls or flooding the now, elected official. Now. 
No. Nah, but look, but look what's happening. Now, Dominic, let me mention this to you. There are neighborhoods in Los Angeles and in New York that I cannot go to. If I go to those neighborhoods, it will be made clear to me that I am not welcome and I will not be safe. And who knows, I might not even leave alive. It's already happening. So how come it's okay for me as an American to be unsafe in certain U.S. neighborhoods, but people can come over unchecked from these uh, countries we know nothing about? It's just letting MS-13 set up shop in our neighborhoods. I know it's a radical opinion, and I know you're never going to agree with that. But the great thing about your show, Dominic, is you let it be expressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for the call, David. Everybody has a right to their opinion. Uh, we do not advocate violence against anyone. And that's the uh, that's the wrong answer. And that's not what should happen in this migrant uh, situation. I feel your pain. I understand your frustration. But violence is not the answer. Let's go. Before I go to Michael in Newark, New Jersey, let's go to Johnny in Sullivan County. Good morning, Johnny. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Great to speak to you again. Um, I can understand this guy's anger, no question about it. Um, although he did come across like uh, back in the days in Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, not to take excerpts out of my novel that just got published, but um, the real anger has to go to the politicians that's causing all this. Agreed. Um, <clears throat> this is just going to keep getting worse. And this man mentioned the word revolution. We are right now in a revolution. And the only way to stop this is, unfortunately, Curtis Lee was being like George Washington. The politicians today are a complete joke. We were better off in this country, believe it or not, when the mob was around. These people have sold this country out, these politicians. Now, we've all the stress that we've gone through with the COVID-19, the inflation that this lunatic in the White House has created, and now just letting anybody just waltz into this country I mean, immigration, as we all know, has to be done in a constructive, organized manner. And now the fact that Eric Adams has gone so far as allowing elderly people to be kicked out of their residence to allow for these individuals who came in here illegally. I mean, yeah, we were all immigrants, but nobody gave my grandfather anything when he came over here. He had a struggle for everything he had. But it's just to the point where. Um, it, it's, they're up here in, in Sullivan County. I moved up here from Queens 20 years ago, and it's going to get ugly up here. I'm hearing, hearing all kinds of rhetoric. People are saying now they're going to make them get jobs over us. The government's going to force people to hire them over us. I'll just rob them after they get off work. I'm hearing rhetoric like this. And it, it's going to get ugly, and I think this is what these politicians want. And this, this is just outrageous what's going on. And by the way, how are you doing with your sugar? Did you order those? products i told you about last time i spoke to you hey you know what johnny it's funny you bring up the topic of uh being diabetic because i've i've got to do better um you know when i when i come here to work i i the, one of the first things i know it's a no-no i used to we we have an m&m um uh, oh, uh right 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 and and it would just call me it, it you know it, it, i it, you know no matter what i did I, I would gravitate towards the machine, um, but I, I got to do a better better job because my my sugar levels are off, and I'm going to the doctor soon. And oh, but Johnny, thank you, thank you for asking Anytime. about that. It's appreciated. Next, thank you. I, I love you, Dominic. You're love, such a stand up guy. Love you I too, met man. You in thank you. During the Sheldon Silver trial, and you were so easy and approachable to talk to, and I've I've always loved you. My wife loves you from the old days uh, um, on Channel One and. Thank God there are people on earth like you. You make this earth, this world a better place. But as far as these politicians, forget about them. Thank the rebel, you. We have to go after them. As far as baseball bats, politicians, don't take it out of the migrants. Well, th- hey, Johnny, thank you for the call. And, and tell You're your welcome. wife I said thank you for her support as well. But, but no, not, not even baseball bats with the politicians. The violence is not the way to go, folks. Let me be very clear. We see all of your calls. I feel your pain this morning because uh, the moment I said migrants, the phone, phone calls lit up and every line is uh, occupied. And you folks also want to talk about the situation in the Bronx, the man that came to the defense of a dog that was being abused. And then the dog's owner went and got a baseball bat. And the photos are horrific of how he beat this man 
uh, because the man tried to defend the dog. Michael in Newark. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Hey, Dom. How you doing? Um, I just want to make a comment about the, the, the dog. I don't want to seem cold. Uh, by the way, love your show. Uh, I listen every night on my way home. Thank you. That's uh, very kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> and I called in before. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think that was a, just a very uh, risky thing to do, and it turned out to be bad for the guy that was trying to protect the dog. I think he just should have made a, a very wise decision just call the police. And, um, you know, uh, hey, Michael, have, I, you, have know, you ever have you ever seen a dog being uh, severely yeah. abused or in the owner's eyes, severely disciplined? They call it training. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've seen it um, I, several years back. Um, some people uh, next door to me um, actually wasn't a dog, it was a cat. They allowed a. Uh, a large dog, I think it was a pet, and they allowed this dog to uh, attack the cat. And I, I understand the emotion. Uh, I, w- I heard this this ruckus in my sleep. I got up, I looked out the window, saw what was going on, ran downstairs, and I started yelling at these people. And like I said, you know, I, I understand the rush. But then I thought about what I did because, you know, these folks, you know, they were, and I was yelling at these guys, you know, I was like, you know, why would you do something, you know, this heinous to an animal, you know? Because they're horrible human beings, Michael, and because their lives are awful and, and they think that they, I mean, Hey, Michael, we're having a hard time with your with your call, but I, I do appreciate you for calling in. Thank you. They're horribly, horrible human beings, you know, but but folks, but I guess Michael has a point because the man that came to the aid of the dog in the Bronx, look what happened to him, a broken jaw. Just look at the photos online of the blood everywhere. This man was beaten to a pulp with a baseball bat because he came to the defense of a dog. Let's go to Brooklyn this morning. Let's say good morning to Audrey. Audrey, what's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic, and I hope your weekend was great. Um, I, I I really think what happened between the dog and the owner and the guy that called himself a good Samaritan, that was kind of stupid. I say stupid because, number one, whatever that dog and that owner I'm just dealing with, I think it's cruel, but it, it was stupid for him to even interject because what the hell? It's not going to change anything, and it changed his life. And what's, what was the point? The man's in jail. The dog's still alive or whatever. He should have called them animal cruelty or something. You know, it's just, ah, it's a but, but, but Audrey, but Audrey, Please. but, but, okay, but, 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 but you, you see what happens with these, with these, video, with, these with these pit bulls, with these pit bulls, these animals yeah. that you can see that they're loving, uh, uh, animals and and by the time these people are done with them, they these animals are not the same uh, uh, pet or animal that they were before uh, the 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 vicious attacks that made them this way. I mean, I I hear you, Audrey, but it's a fine line. It's hard to stand there. Go ahead. Get their punishment, um, not from man, but by our Creator, because no man has any right to destroy any 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 being. I hate to kill roaches if I see them, but I will. But anyway, I hope you had a great weekend. I wouldn't do it. Okay, well, Audrey wouldn't do it. I I appreciate the call and you being honest, Audrey. Let's see what Loretta also in Brooklyn has to say. Good morning, Loretta. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, I know I'm 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 peaceful, right? I don't bother anybody, uh, even before I became disabled. But if I saw anybody abusing an animal or a child, I would stick my cane where the sun don't shine, and then let him beat me up with my own cane, and that's it. They have no voice of their own. Animals and children. That's to- that's the part that's that's hard to. Uh... That's yeah. hard to comprehend, and that that's the emotional part that that they can't defend themselves. They can't even speak for themselves. But you can look in their eyes, and you can tell by their behavior that they that they're being tortured, that they're scared to death. That that person is an animal, not a human. That person deserves to be tortured. If I could do it, 
I, I would get all the strength I could muster and just do what I have to do with my cane. And and then I'm in God's hands because I, you can't stand by and let that happen. People are mean to each other, cruel to each other. You know, Dominic, I have more respect for animals because an animal needs a reason to kill. People kill for no reason at all. That's 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 that 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 point is so accurate, Loretta. You know, I'm thinking about it. Thank you for the call as uh as you made that comment and 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 you're, you're correct when someone is stating something that's true it's hard to uh, go against that you are correct let's go to uh dave in arizona this morning good morning dave what's on your mind good morning amigo hey i was uh telling the call screener you know our the tucson sector is about 98 miles wide and and in june we had over 108,000 illegals come across in July, 183,000, and they forecasting in, in August over 200,000, and and they're shipping them up north. And you know what, Dominic? What's what New York has to look forward to? Old man winters coming. Ship them down to D.C. That's where they need to go. Ship them to D.C. to Delaware. Let them congregate around the White House, the Capitol building. And that, I mean, I feel sorry for what's going on in New York. But I tell you what, on the other point, you were talking about this dog. It happened to me at a horse show. This guy was whipping a horse, and I grabbed a whip from him. I gave him a couple whacks on the rear end, and he never hit a horse again as long as I was at that horse show. So you decided, Dave, to get involved? Well, I'm a horse owner. I'm a cowboy here in Arizona, and I got horses, and we run cattle. And and uh, I don't see anybody hitting a horse. They're going to deal with me. I'm a former Green Beret, retired military, and ain't going to happen on my watch, Dominic. Well, I, I, I hear you, Dave, and, and thank you for our service to, to our great country. It is it is really appreciated and admirable what you did. Thank you so much. Hey, Dominic, you have a good day. Like, I enjoy listening to you every night. Thank Three you. Three hours different. But thank you. Keep you. it up. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So it's only uh, approximately 1025 p.m. in Arizona, and I hope your weather has subsided somewhat. Uh, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can also reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV. You can follow me there. You can post a comment. I may use it live. So I'm going to go now to Rocco in Saratoga, right? Now, Rocco, you identified yourself this morning. And as I said to you, I will take your call. But you have to understand something, Rocco. Nothing personal, and I cannot let you go on with the diatribe, a whole speech on 18 different topics. So you have to make your point, and then I have to move on. Let's say good morning to you, Rocco. No problem. Dominic, who's the animal, man or the dog? The animal is man. The dog knows what he's instinctive. He does what he does. Man trains the dog to be an animal. Okay, Dominic? Okay. All right, Rocco. Yeah. Now, now you see, if we have some ground rules, we, we can make this work, right? Right. Just let me know. I go with the flow. Otherwise, I could go on forever. I, I'm Italian. We talk until we don't. And that the, the don't is six feet under, okay? Okay. What can I say? All right. Yeah. Well, well, fair enough, Rocco. Thank you for the call, and I hope that you have a uh, a uh, beautiful morning and look forward to chatting with you in the future. Thank you, Rocco. Again, folks, I just, just a point I want to make, right? We're very good at noticing when someone tries to disguise their voice or so on or use a different name. And if you do that, we're going to catch it, and then I'm going to cut you off, and you're not going to be on the air because I believe in us being honest with each other and having a a straight-up conversation. You don't have to change your name. I will take your telephone call. I will take everyone's call. The only thing is that I cannot let you go on thinking that you're, whoever it may be, believing that you're a broadcaster and and you're going to talk for two minutes uh, gi- giving a speech that we cannot do. Let's go to uh, Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Well, you know, all this is so distressing, but, um, you know, 
Jesus says we have to protect the innocents. Innocents. And, um, you know, as the lady said so well before, um, I've been involved as a child advocate for children at risk. And uh, that was because, as she said, they cannot speak for themselves. And that we must intervene if we're witness to an innocent being um, abused or or were I mean killed. We don't know what could happen to these children, and that God put us there in that position for a reason. Now, it's I do believe that we also need to use our judgment because you know we also you know if we're a parent and we have children of our own or we're taking care of a elderly person that depends on us. So it's not a black and white issue like anything. And of course, animals are, you know, what they say, man's best friend, dogs. And we, we, we should not put ourselves in, um, you know, peril to the, and even potential death. I don't even know the answer to it, but I feel that people that are that empathetic, uh, you know, are angels to an extent, but they also need to, you know, use God's, you know, the common sense that God gave us for self-protection and self, you know. um, Well, Susan, thank you. you. Thank you for the call. You, You know, at the end of the day, this man that tried to come to the defense of the dog in the Bronx ended up with a broken jaw, attacked with a baseball bat by the dog owner, and it the, the, the pictures are horrible. The man had to be transported and is at Lincoln Hospital. And so I, I don't have the answer of what to do. I don't have the answer, but I, I can tell you it, it's almost impossible to stand there and just watch a dog being abused and to hear the dog crying and the the dog can't run away. In, in most cases, the dog is being held tightly by a, a leash as it's being severely punished for something that does not warrant the behavior. But where's the fine line? Because you get involved and this man now has a broken jaw and look, look at what, what happened to him. We have got to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls will go to Elizabeth, New Jersey, Nassau, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, and Maine. Talk Radio 77 And we are back. We see all of your telephone calls. Uh, you folks want to talk about the uh, the uh, protest on Staten Island just a short time ago against the migrants being placed at the uh, school there. You want to talk about the animal situation and, of course, the national, the, the Trump trial, the one that's federal, the judge has ruled that the trial will start March 4th, the day before Super Tuesday. And I'm looking at my uh, Twitter, Richard Cardozo. And uh, Richard says here he had to drop his A1C. Oh, I can relate to that as a diabetic. Before he got a new hip, uh, Richard says he went on a really disgusting monk diet and went from a 9.6 to a 7.2 in about three months. That's good. Richard says, no wine, no ice cream, no potato chips. No, Welcome to my world. No pasta, no bread, none of the good stuff that is bad for you. But when it is do or die, when it is do or die, mandatory, you just got to bite the bullet and do it. I, I hear you, Richard. I, I just found out just recently, right, that corn, even, even a, 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 a piece of corn as a diabetic, that raises your sugar as well. So I can't eat anything that's good for me. And 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 you know, Matt Blaze, 
Uh, uh, my doctor told me, we're going back to your issues. My doctor told me that there's nothing in a fast food restaurant that I can eat. But that McDonald's right up the block, it, I was gonna it, say, it just calls me for those chicken nuggets sometimes. That that doctor of yours has his work cut out for him. Her, her, her. her. <laughs> has her work cut out for her, for sure. Because I know how much McDonald's you eat. Oh, don't don't let it out. Don't let the cat out the bag. I'm just saying, you know, you could smell things around here. Wait, wait, wait. I take that comment back because Nancy Sliwa <laughs> is gonna be angry with oh, yeah. me. About the animal reference. Well, actually, you do want to let the cat out of the bag, actually. Okay. In, in that okay. way. But you're saying don't let the cat out of the bag. That's I'm the bad saying, reference. I'm stating I didn't make the comment. <laughs> <laughs> so you smell when I have my nuggets or? Oh, every day. I mean, once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. I, I might smell that. Here and there. Matt Blaze, thank you very much and uh, for making me laugh here. Let's go to our friend Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Yep. Well, that's the thing with diabetes. You know, I'm fighting the uphill battle, too. I lost a lot of weight, and that helped a lot. But, you know, I love that corn on the cob, which really does a number on you. And uh, no alcohol at all, because that's another thing that really knocks, you know, causes numbers to go up big time. But I'm doing a lot of exercise. That's what I recommend for a lot of people. If you could do it, stairs, stairs are the best thing. Hills, things that I hate, you know, I hate walking up hills. <laughs> I love walking down because all I got to do is lean forward and I could get down, you know, mm-hmm. on a hill. But. You know, so uh, it's, that's one of the battles. And the dog thing, the cruelty, I experienced something when I was like 14 years old. I was in the city, and there was a guy, and he was tugging on this dog. Now, I was with my uncle. My uncle was a uh, a mobster. And uh, at the time, one of his friends was with him, Richard Kaczynski, which is the Iceman. And at 14, this guy tugged on the dog, and Richard said, if he does that again, he's done. And I looked and I said, well, and I said, yelled out, the guy was about to tug on the dog. And I says, please, sir, don't tug on the dog. And he did. And he was done. Now, that's over 40 some years ago. I'm 68 years old. And that'll always stick in my head. But uh, animals, they can't speak for themselves. I take care of a uh, colony of feral cats. I got one cat that's 30 years old now. He lost his sense of sight. I'm not sight. He's got a sight hearing, and he's lost his sense of smell. I have to get a hold of it and dip, dip her head in the food, and then she eats. But today was a miracle. I put a little cayenne pepper, and she smelled the pepper, and all of a sudden she started smelling the food, and she ate without needing that assistance because I dread that in the in the winter because the wet food, it'll make her mouth freeze up. You know, I got to stick with dry food, and they don't really take to that that well. They like the wet food. But she's 30 years old, unbelievable, lives in the street. That's what I got to say. You know, everybody, there's life, there's hope. Where there's life, there's hope. Pete, thank you for the call, and thank you for the uh, for the tips and the uh and the exercise tips and all of those things that, ugh, ugh, that's all I can say. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Barbara in Manhattan. Good morning, Barbara. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'm I'm fairly new to your show, and I really love you. I can relate to you in well, so many thank ways. You. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you. <laughs> you don't even know me yet. I, I don't have to. I go, I go on instinct. And I go based on on how people come off, and and okay. if and and if you're comfortable enough to say that uh, live on the radio, I'm comfortable enough to send it right back to you. Okay, thank you. Uh, what I wanted to say was I relate it very much to I have mental health in my family. Uh, my mother was depressive. Her grandmother was. I suffer from bipolar too, which is depression. And I just wanted to talk about the animals, though. Animals have been such an important thing in my life. When you use animals and everything, I cringe. Could you maybe change it to monsters? <laughs> right, but no, it, it, it's, it's, it's the animals that are being abused, though. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about what you're talking about tonight. I'm talking oh. about when you call people names, ah, the animals. Okay, animals, okay. Everything. So change it to monsters. monsters. 
Boxer would really describe them better because animals have been my best friend when I was young. I had school phobia. The family dog was with me all the time. And when I got, I, ra- I raised, actually, I birthed and uh, raised 10 puppies. I, I was going to be sure that all of my puppies lived. <laughs> and then when I was 40 years old, I finally got the dog of my dreams, the little Maltese, who was on her way to the ASPCA the next day because a, a senior citizen had to give her up to go into the senior apartments. And uh, animals have meant a lot to me. And I have, I have a cemetery out in Bidewee for a couple of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, a, so, a couple of things I want to say to you, Barbara. Number one, uh, yes. when, when you mention a Maltese, that just lights up my heart because uh, <laughs> my, my, uh, my, uh, literally my best friend, my dog, uh, 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 Dolce, uh, was a Maltese, um, and he, uh, he passed away. And frankly, I still haven't gotten over it. And I think it's been a year, and we still haven't gotten another dog because uh, Dolce can't be replaced, and Dolce's ashes uh, sit in the bedroom in, in a box. Yeah. And, and and another reason why, why you're making me happy, Barbara, because you just said that you've dealt with, I think you said depression. Is that what you said? Yeah, I have bipolar two depression. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And, yeah. and, and you were just the life of the party in this uh, live telephone call. So that makes me feel, <laughs> that makes me feel really good. And I'm, I'm just glad sometimes when people can call up and laugh and not just bitterly complain about something or just go on the attack. No. Sometimes it's no. sometimes it's a good thing to just laugh. And, exactly. And, and I wish I, I could do more of it. And I love when you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Barbara. You have a uh, a beautiful morning. Let's go to our friend Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. You know, your story uh, bothered me about your weekend in New York that you cut it short because you were not happy. Your 10-year-old son with you, your girlfriend, you were not happy about the things you were seeing. And then you had a long drive back to Maine. What's going on this morning? Uh, good morning, Dominic. Yeah, that was uh, that was a harrowing experience in New York City. My, my, my old stomping grounds was um, difficult if, to see, if not downright disgusting. But, Dominic, I digress. Um, you know... Um, you know, being a good Samaritan is not a good thing anymore. It's really bad. I know, I could tell you stories about people, one specifically in my head, about a guy who intervened in a domestic abuse case. All right? A good Samaritan, a girl was getting literally beaten up by her, her boyfriend. He intervened, pushed the boyfriend down, and the girlfriend and the boyfriend who he was, the girlfriend who he was defending and the boyfriend who he pushed down both got up and beat him up and then called the police on him and he ended up getting arrested for a simple assault. Um, it, was, it was a disgrace. And I can name more cases like that. It is not worth being a, a good Samaritan. God help me. I, I, would, I would love to help, you know, anybody who's getting in that situation with either with animals or with people or whatever, but at the end of the day, what happens to you? You know, that poor guy now get, is getting reconstructive surgery in, in the hospital. And what's, what's, the, what's the upside? You know, you were a good Samaritan, you, your, your face is beaten in, you're getting arrested for something you're, you're doing that's supposedly good. Is it worth your, is it worth your health? Is it worth your, your life? Um, is it worth your reputation, your name, and getting arrested and getting a, um, you know, he had to get booked? Is it worth getting, you know, getting an arrest record? And, and these two actually had the nerve to, to testify against my friend. Um, and I can name countless other cases. So, yeah, is it really worth being a good Samaritan? Um, the answer is no. I hear you, Frank, but it's hard to stand there and watch a dog be abused i i've got to take a break frank but but thank you thank you for your call folks uh frank brought up some good points but again it is hard to stand there and watch a dog be abused as this man uh was watching and he intervened and his he was attacked with a baseball bat by the dog's owner broken jaw the photos are horrible he's been hospitalized in uh at lincoln hospital 
And uh, to Frank's point, you know, reconstructive surgery and so on, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we have a number of issues on the table this morning. The migrant situation, uh, Mayor Adams, Governor Hochul, uh, President Biden, as it relates to the migrant uh, situation, the protests in Staten Island, on Staten Island, just a short time ago against the migrants being at the uh, at the uh, school there in which the, the migrants are being located there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your calls from Staten Island, the Queens, the Brooklyn, Nassau, and Elizabeth, New Jersey. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The man accused of murdering a New Jersey councilwoman smirked, yawned, and was struck by a water bottle as he pleaded not guilty during his arraignment Monday. He's lucky that the water bottle was the only thing he was struck by. The 29-year-old suspect, uh, Rashid Bynum, uh, of Virginia was held uh, was ordered held behind bars. He's awaiting trial in the fatal February first shooting of a Sayerville uh, a council member outside her home. She happened to be a uh, a Republican, and uh, he allegedly riddled her SUV with bullets after the Christian woman, the council member, booted him from her home when their church determined that he was uh, not living uh, properly. And um, as he was sitting there in court, uh, the mother of the uh, councilwoman uh, threw a a bottle, uh, a, 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 a plastic bottle of water at him. And she, she was arrested for disorderly conduct uh, for throwing the uh, the water bottle at him. He's lucky that's the only thing that was thrown at him. I'm looking at my Twitter. Lisa Pure says proper discretion for being a good Samaritan. David Hun says if you're going to get involved and defend someone, you may not know karate, but you better know crazy. Both of them have a uh, a very good point. Let's see what Pamela in New Jersey has to say. Good morning, Pamela. What's on your mind? Good morning. I agree with that crazy comment. You got to go into it knowing, but you should never stop being a good Samaritan and fighting evil wherever it is. But of course, you walk into it, you know, with uh, an awareness of uh, self-defense and uh, yeah, definitely. But no, you should never stop fighting evil. Never, never stop. Never quit. I, I hear you, Pamela, but this man is laying up in the hospital right now because he came to the aid of the uh, dog. Well, that 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 person is is blessed. And, um, you know, you just got to make sure that you have like backup. <laughs> right. And like that, that guy said, no crazy. And and a shout out to Pete and Loretta. You're good people. Good people going out there helping the cats and, and everything. He's He's good people. People like that. You know, I was in the grocery store one time buying, uh, I, I've rescued a lot of animals, and I was buying cat supplies, and I had a, a person behind me mocking me, like, oh, are you a cat lady, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what have you done lately to help people? You know, people who help animals are good to people. People who are bad to animals are not good to people. I said, what have you done lately? How have you helped people? Name it. Name it. And that shut him down right away. Good for you. Right away. Good for you. But but Pamela, be be careful. Hey Pamela, maybe maybe you can help me. So uh, I still have my cat, and the cat is a boy, but the cat is named Beyonce. Don't ask any questions. Um, <laughs> so here's the question I have for you: Every time one of us comes into the kitchen, the cat shakes us down with this look of "Help me!" and he stands in front of his bowl and he wants some food, and he does this like twelve times a day. So what what do we do? And we give him the food a little bit, 12 times a day, a little bit, dry food generally, and he eats it a little bit, and then he it, it's a shakedown, and the cat is smart well, enough to shake us down. Well, they, they have these treats that my cats love, and it's good for their fur. I buy the chicken and uh, for skin and fur, uh, greenies. They've got, like, a good oil inside, and they're crunchy. 
and um, give them like one or two of those. That okay, way, and what, you know, what's the name of that again? Greenies, they're called. G-R-E-E-N-I-E-S. They sell them in grocery stores or you can get them through Chewy. Um, I get the chicken. They like that one with the uh, skin and fur, and I don't work for the company or anything. But that <laughs> way, you know, your your cat won't overeat. And then right. they have um, – I, I mix a combo of um, dry food now uh, with, uh, you know, lower calories for the ones that are getting a little bit too heavy. And because uh, a lot of cat food the, the uh, has uh, – especially the cheaper ones that the cats love have a lot of carbs. And uh, they're full of, uh, you know, calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do, I do a mixture of a prescription for their urinary tract. And, um, and then I mix some other, you know, combo. And it's funny, the one that like is like really, really healthy for them, I put like a cup of each in it and I mix it in a big bowl. They always leave a little bit of that at the bottom of the bowl because it's not as tasty as the others. He, he still- leaves a little bit in the bowls most of the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cats do that. Cats have this thing where I found it all over the place. It's not just one cat or two cats. Cats like to eat when things are in a mound, like you have to build like a little mountain. And the minute it flattens out, sometimes they won't eat it. So you have to like reconfigure it. Like their wet food, a lot of times they'll flatten it out. And the minute it becomes flat, they won't eat the rest of it. So I always uh, like, you know, turn it into like a little mountain again. And um, I don't know, depth perception or, you know, just that's just the way they are. And um, sometimes they'll just leave a little bit in the bowl. But try those treats. And if you have a cat that likes to chew on things, I have a cat that eats paper. In fact, eats my paperwork. I got to watch it. So uh, to divert his attention with a weird habit, I use um, Sheba makes these like Tootsie Roll sticks. You know, they're, they're like beef jerkies, only made for cats. And I, I give them one of those a day to kind of satisfy his chewing instinct. Because mm. some, cats, some cats do it uh, out of, like, an OCD problem. Uh, sometimes they're <laughs> bored. But if you have a cat who doesn't like to play, oh, I, I have one cat that's a little on the uh, interesting side and likes to eat cardboard and paper. And so I throw one of those to him. And mm. uh How's the Vaseline working out on the I, on the coat? I, I, I didn't the- I didn't try it because uh, several people sent me emails that said don't get don't put Vaseline. But but I'm I may I may Pamela I I pardon me Pamela because I'm trying. We only have five minutes left, and now I need to move quickly. We have a lot of calls, but I will get back to you on the Vaseline. I promise I will, Pamela. So please bring it back up in the future. Let's go again, folks. We have five minutes left. I have to move as fast as I can to get as many calls. Uh, as possible. Let's go to Carol in Nassau County. Good morning, Carol. What's on your mind? Oh, hi, Dominic. Love your show. Thank you. Um, okay. Yes. So I love what Curtis Sliwa is doing. I think he has a lot of passion and he has a good heart. But I was wondering, especially here that I live in New York, um, I'd be willing to go to Albany along with a lot of my friends, my husband, or even Washington, D.C. But that's for something grander. Like, how do you think as far as organizing something, you know, like a peaceful protest, of course, but on a national level, are there enough people that I don't want to say care, but that are even caring about, you know, the issue if it doesn't affect them, I understand, but it will eventually affect everyone. And I'm thinking, you know, sending buses to Delaware and all that. I don't like the image of that, but I think I like, you know, thinking of like lots of adults going down there, or even children of a certain age, you know, with signs. And I think wouldn't that like call attention to it more because it is a Biden yeah, yeah, problem? Yes, it, yes, it would. Uh, and Curtis is definitely one that's interested very much so in this topic. And I could see him doing it, Carol. So um, that's something that I would say is probably on his radar screen. God only mm-hmm. knows what, what Curtis is planning next, but but he's <laughs> going to do something because he's not okay. going to let the issue go. Carol, thank you for the call. In a moment, I'm going to bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. But let me go to our friend Marianne in Queens. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I, I'm well. I'm just short on time, Marianne. <laughs> I hope you're well. Oh, my God. Listen, uh, what is going on with the immigration that the Democrat Party is bringing to this country? The first immigrants came, that came mostly, they came from England and Africa. They built this country from the ground up and made it great. 
So this is not a country that is in the middle of the sea waiting for invasions of, of immigrants and take over. We have to recognize that America has people, people that build the land. We have to respect that. So why is the Democrat Party making believe that this is the case in order for them to have the monarchy that they are constructing here? But let me tell you, these people, the first immigrants, they welcome the legal immigration but not just anyone that come here and enter illegally. Otherwise, why we have immigration laws? Indeed, yeah. indeed. Marianne, I, I, I appreciate you. I do have to step in because I got to get to Frank and I want to get to a few more callers. But but Marianne is correct. Why have immigration laws if 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 what's occurring these days uh, in New York, it, it's just not right and it's certainly not the American way. Joining me right now, I'm going to try and get back to one or two or more of your calls, is Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Hello, Dominic. What's a good word? Uh... Not much, but what do you have some good words this morning? Uh, nothing but good words, right? I mean, uh, it's all it's all good. Great, great time to be alive, even though summer's ending. This is true. What do you have coming up in just a matter of minutes? All right, about a half hour, we're going to talk with uh, somebody that's been a guest on our show before, one of the best podcasters around, a writer by the name of Ken Levine. He was a writer for Cheers, Frasier, The Simpsons, MASH, all the great television shows of all time. And uh, he has some interesting things to say, not only about the writer's strike, but about laughter and entertainment. We're going to get into that. He also was a baseball announcer and a radio DJ for a long time. So he scratches my itch for a lot of different interests that I that I have. Then in our continuing series, looking at the former Suffolk County police chief, James Burke, I'm going to be joined by a man who has uncovered evidence that James Burke was actually running, while he was a police officer, a prostitution ring in Suffolk County. It's I'm really looking forward to this interview, and I think people are really going to be fascinated by wow, it. Wow, I, I look forward to it. Uh, Norman in Brooklyn, I see you've been holding Norman. I only got 15 seconds. Do you want to try it, or you want to save this for another night? An alligator was seen in a park in the Bronx Dome. I'm not oh. joking, and it ate, it ate a duck. Oh. Oh, and Norman. It's coming, and it's going towards Rockland. Uh, no, you're joking. Hey, Norman, we got to no, follow. No, it's not going towards Rockland. Oh, okay. But, but there, we, it was seen uh, in the Bronx. Okay, I'm not Norman, joking. we got to follow up on this. Coming up, news headlines and Frank Morano, the other side of midnight.